Hello, and welcome to Teaching Together, the complete mathematics podcast where we look at a single objective in detail in order to make our teaching more impactful. I'm Dave Taylor, and I'm trying something different. It's just me today, and I'm talking about a learning episode for simplifying algebraic expressions by collecting like terms. This objective is from Stage 7, Unit 2 of the Complete Mathematics Curriculum. You can access this objective and the whole curriculum made up of 1,800 objectives for free at CompleteMaths.com. You can follow along with today's pod at home by downloading the slide deck of tasks from CompleteMaths.com forward slash podcast. And once you've downloaded this, let's dive into Teach, Do, Practice, Behave with Simplifying Algebraic Expressions by Collecting Like Terms. Before we teach pupils a new idea, we must be sure that we're doing the right maths at the right level. If we're not and it's too easy, we run the risk of boring pupils. But if it's too hard, we run the risk of developing the idea that maths isn't for everyone, and we know that everyone can learn maths well. To avoid giving this impression, or to avoid pitching this content too low, we can check that we're doing the right maths by assessing prerequisite knowledge. And we can think about prerequisite knowledge in many ways. The first of which we can use the prerequisite map on complete maths, which will identify writing expressions in algebra, terminology in algebra, and collecting up letters, as well as other objectives like using formulae and substitution. Some of these, such as collecting up letters and terminology in algebra, I'd consider to be a hard prerequisite, objectives that are definitely needed to be secure before introducing our new idea. Others will be softer. Substitution, for example, would be nice, but not exactly necessary. We're also going to need to consider how we'll teach the new idea to pupils. And with that in mind, for my lesson, I'm going to need pupils to be comfortable with using two colour counters and the idea of zero pairs. The task on slide three is a do now activity for pupils to be working on as they enter the room. And I'll be circulating to check for understanding as pupils work. Whilst I do this, I can check that pupils are in the right mindset for the lesson as well as hand out any equipment that they'll need. Now having checked prerequisites, there are two outcomes. Pupils are either secure in their knowledge, or they're not. If they're not, we need to be responsive at this point, so that we're not building on new knowledge on shaky foundations. Reteaching at this point minimises the likelihood of issues arising in the lesson. But if pupils are ready to learn the new, the new idea, we're ready to teach. In the teach phase, the idea is entirely novel to pupils, though only just beyond their current level of understanding. The teacher shares key facts and uses metaphor and model to explain and describe so that pupils can meaning make and form connections with their current schema. Collecting like terms is all about bringing things together. The prefix of col means together in Latin, and this is easier to do with concrete ob objects, and the manipulative I use for this is algebra disks. We've got packs of algebra disks at school, so each pupil has a pack of these in the lesson, and my task is for them to grab a, a handful of them, scatter them, making sure that they're all positive side up, and then collect like terms. That's the instruction I give pupils, collect like terms. I haven't yet defined this, but as I circulate the room, I'm giving pupils prompts to collect these disks together. I'm asking why they're putting them together, and you get some good responses. Things like, well, they're the same colour, or... They're the same letter, which for me, at this stage, is absolutely fine. Now, collecting things feels absolutely natural to pupils. I mean, the first thing I do when I get a bag of skills 
is separate them into piles by colour, get one of each and taste the rainbow. Other sweets are available. If you don't have a pack of discs, massbot.com has virtual algebra discs and you can do a similar thing pictorially. So the sort of thing that I'm talking about is a task that I've shown on slide 4. Now once pupils have worked with the algebra discs, becoming familiar with the ideas of like terms, we can transition out of the teach phase and pupils can begin to do, and that's what we're going to look at next. In the do phase, pupils are simply replicating what they've been shown, and in most cases, this is likely to resemble a how-to. The do phase complements the teach phase by allowing pupils to develop confidence and fluency in working with the new procedure. The teacher is responsive to pupils, amending their model or example to make stronger connections in pupil schema and maintaining pupil motivation. The aim of this stage is for pupils to be successful in replicating the novel idea, and it's important to state that meaningful learning hasn't yet occurred. Where I head next is to ask pupils to show me 3x using their algebra disks. Now this goes one of two ways. They either show you 3x disks, or 1x disk and 3 ones. And then we discuss the difference. We can then follow this up with something like show me 5y, and that lands well. And then we talk about what 2z would look like if we had z tiles, and they'll tell you that it's just two of the tiles that have a z on. And then we can build on this understanding. We ask pupils to show us x plus x plus 2x where they'll set out a green disc next to a green disc next to two green discs. And then we can talk about simplifying what's in front of them and collecting like terms like we've just talked about, and they'll say 4x. And you can ask pupils to show you 3x plus 2y plus 2x plus 4y, and they'll lay out 3x discs and 2y discs and 2x discs and 4y discs, and it'll lead them to simplify that to 5x plus 6y. And by the time we know it, pupils have a really solid understanding of collecting like terms, and when two terms can be described as like terms. And then we're looking to fade out the concrete, the, the concrete manipulative. We're starting to look at simplifying in the abstract, and this is the stage where I get the mini whiteboards out and use example problem pairs, alternating between teach and do with me telling them something and having them replicate on mini whiteboards. At this point I can give instant feedback and build on what's landed, amending my explanation for things that haven't until pupils can literally do and replicate what I've shown them. At the point that I'm confident pupils can replicate the idea, I'm looking for them to develop fluency with it. So this is where I'll set an activity for working independently in their exercise books. I'll circulate as pupils work, checking that they're working efficiently and accurately as they develop greater fluency with collecting positive like terms. And at this stage in our learning episode, we're going to head back towards the teach phase and introduce negative disks. We're going to make connections between this idea and their understanding of zero pairs and using two colour counters. So this is slide 6 on the slide deck, and the animations involved show a fading of colour from the disc in full to the colour being just the border of each disc, before we remove that colour entirely. I find that this provides a bridge from physical manipulatives towards the abstract where teachers regularly circle like terms in different colours using the, the pens on their interactive whiteboards, and by having the, the experience of using the algebra disks, we're giving greater meaning to how these colours are different, because these are like terms, and pupils are developing this for themselves. And now that negative tiles have been introduced, 
I can repeat the process of having people show me using algebra tiles, fade them out using mini whiteboards until I'm confident that they're accurately replicating what I've sold them, and then set them on an independent task for completion in books. An example of this is on slide 8, and on slide 8 I've just included a set of increasingly difficult questions that give people the best chance of success from the beginning, progressing through questions of greater difficulty to the point that we're going beyond the scope of the objective. And I think this is important, that people see that there is more maths beyond what they already know and what we're studying now, and that also it's normal to be stuck and have to wrestle with an idea. And once pupils have reached the point of fluency, we're looking them to segue into the practice phase, and that's where we'll go next. In the practice phase, pupils move beyond simply performing and begin to develop more flexible knowledge of the idea. Unfortunately, it's quite common that a maths lesson doesn't get this far. Pupils tend to perform with a new idea, but don't form connections between the novel idea and their existing schema, and this affects retention in the long term. Through Teach and Do, pupils are now fluent with the procedure for collecting like terms, so we're now directing their attention to underlying structures, relationships and principles, bringing about strong connections with prior knowledge. We're looking for a well-structured and intelligently designed task that will aid pupils in forming links with their existing schema. An example of such a task is on slide 9 of the accompanying slide deck. Again, this task begins with an accessible question and pupils will experience success, which will feed their motivation. As pupils work through the exercise, they might not appreciate the links, but once pupils have completed the task and were given feedback, we can engage in some rich mathematical discussion. Questions such as, what do you notice about questions 2 and question 4? How are questions 3, 5 and 7 linked? Is there anything that you might notice about questions 6 and 8? Discussing these links allows pupils to form connections between the different ideas that they're becoming more expert with, and also allowing them to further develop their rich map of mathematical understanding. So in the activity, questions 2 and question 4, we can see that we can more easily calculate 3 plus 5 plus 3 plus 3 plus 5, by understanding that that is the same as collecting like terms in a plus b plus a plus a plus b. So 3 plus 5 plus 3 plus 3 plus 5 is the same as 3 times 3 plus 2 times 5. Question 3, question 5 and question 7 are linked because 3 times 10 plus 2 times 3 plus 5 times 10, we can collect the like terms of multiplying by 10 in the same way that we collected like terms in 3x plus 2y plus 5x. And when we do simplify those, we get 8x plus 2y, and that's the expression that we're evaluating using substitution, when x is 10 and y is 3, linking back to question 5. And then in question 6 and 8, we're looking for pupils to develop an understanding that the variables n and p could just be replaced with a and b as 5a plus 6b for the simplified version of 5n plus 6p, where we can now substitute, and maybe we want them to also write the calculation of 5a plus 6b, when a is 8 and b is 3, in the same way that question 6 is written as a sum of four terms. Now after pupils have formed these strong connections, assimilating the idea into their schema, we're looking at them behaving mathematically. In order to develop mathematicians, this phase is the most important of all. 
will deepen understanding through behaving mathematically, and when behaving mathematically, maturation matters. Tasks are chosen from well-embedded and mature ideas that connect to the novel idea. A good rule of thumb is that this kind of maturation takes two years, so we're looking for pupils to transition from specialising, to conjecturing and generalising, through to analysing and reasoning with a related idea from two stages previous. For simplifying algebraic expressions by collecting like terms, the task on slide 10 arcs back to simple addition, money, the order of operations and collecting like terms. We're expecting pupils to work out the total cost of a number of fruits and consider whether there are more efficient ways, and this is a task that I'd use within the current learning episode. The task on slide 11, however, the work of Johnny Hall on finding the area and perimeter of shapes formed from algebra tiles, this is a task that I'd use once the idea had matured. The pupils are more expert of collecting like terms, but also the ideas of area and perimeter are more mature, and pupils have then also had the experience of using algebra tiles. Well, that's it for this episode of Teaching Together. Remember that you can check out the entire curriculum for free at CompleteMaths.com. That's over 1,800 objectives, from counting to calculus. I hope that you've taken a lot from this episode, and if you have any questions, comments or thoughts, don't hesitate to get in touch with me on Twitter, on at TaylorDear01, or via email on Dave at CompleteMaths.com. The Complete Maths team is also available on Twitter at at LaSalleEd. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please pass the pod to both colleagues and friends so that we can all improve our teaching together. Until next time, take care.